chopping wood and hauling water, you know? I mean, that, there's, there's meaning and spirituality in hauling water. Thank you. People who have suffered at the hands of others, I, I see that as um, a minimal potentiality for transformation. I see it as a major possibility of destructive behavior that, that is so wounding and so difficult that it... Um, now, we, we can say in sort of words of faith um, that, that there's nothing that will destroy our relationship with God or the self. And, um, you know, we've got those kind of interesting cliches that that which doesn't kill us makes us stronger. So, you know, it depends on sort of the quality of life we're looking for, and survival, you know, for some is a quality of life. And uh, surviving, uh, suffering from the hands of others, um, I don't think is quite enough. I think we, you know, we—that's not the kind of life I want for for anybody. It's just to survive it. I think it has to be um, used, though, as a part of the fate that wants fate. Nietzsche said we have to learn to love our fate. Those things that, over which we didn't have control. And that our destiny really does depend on how we deal with our fate. And if my fate was to be abused, my destiny depends on how I integrate that and deal with it. But once again, um, don't bring me to that test. I don't, I don't want my... Um, fate to be the suffering at the hands of others or for anybody's to be. Yes. Um, earlier on, you were talking about um, uh, metanoia when you yeah. were giving definition. Yeah. And um, ultimately, you described that as individuation. Um, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about individuation as either connected to or similar to or parallel to the process of um, conversion in the Judeo-Christian tradition? Okay. Yeah. Um, let me make a couple of disclaimers first about individuation because it, it's um, easily lapses into one of the isms, which is individualism. And uh, Jung was awfully clear about his concept of individuation that it could not be done apart from community, that, that it, the requirement for individuation is that you are in relationship, because it's through our relationships and our projections and all that that we grow. So you can't individuate in isolation. Um, it's interesting that the word salvation, which really comes from the root salvo, which really means to heal, like salve, same root, so that salvation and conversion and individuation and wholeness, I think, share things in common. They may have some doctrinal baggage that would make them different. Conversion has some doctrinal baggage that might make it different from individuation. 
because traditionally much of American Christianity talks about conversion as living only in the light. That I'm converting from the darkness into the light and there, I'm, I'm not going to smoke and drink and dance anymore. I've converted my style of life to what the collective demands. So that conversion is really not a transformation, it's an adaptation. Now if we mean by conversion what metanoia means, it means the cha change in the way I view myself in the world. Now that, that would be conversion and metanoia in the same way. So that, you know, we've got a lot of baggage around the word conversion, and we do around individuation and too. So, so individuation, I think, for a lot of people really seems selfish, self-serving, narcissistic, autoerotic, you know, and, and it can be, you know. We can use all of these ideas as ways of justifying, you know, our illness. I'm just acting out my shadow. Well, it's sick. Well, then to follow up on that, um, the more um, vocabulary is hard. Um, I guess I was taught when you said doctrinally. I guess my early religious formation training would have been I would have understood conversion to be the same as Saul falling off the horse when yeah. he was struck with a bolt of lightning right. and then became Paul and forever after was different. Yeah, 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 yeah. As I understand it now, it's it's a process. Yeah. It happens over and over and I agree. over. I said I said yeah. that for me process is an archetype and everything's process. And so the conversion is process. Now what we tend to do though as as poets, and I, I like the poetic nature of human beings, is that we might take an incident as a symbol of the process. Now, I think that's, we do, it all, we do that all the time. Uh, it's like, um, you know, our entire life is this, is this movie, and we would take one frame and say, now, this frame sort of symbolizes this period of my life. So we could say that, you know, that uh, campfire setting that I was around and I gave my life to God or whatever was the moment it happened when, in fact, it had been a process. And, you know, this does happen to us, though, in a way, and that is that um, awareness or insight uh, may come in a moment. And in that moment, it appears as though that that was the epiphany of conversion and transformation. But what, what contributed to that moment? What, you know, what was all the work that we had done previously to prepare for that moment? We seem to discount that as if it all happened in the moment when it was the process that got us prepared for the moment. Now, that's why I don't think uh, any attempt at, at growth is wasted, that it accumulates. And, and so, you know, it, and I got this insight at this time, the light bulb went off, and I think that that's when it happened, when in fact it, it was a whole process. Okay, so that, that's a couple of responses. One more, and then I think we're going to be running out of time here. Anybody else? One more. Yes, please. Six 
accept the fact that this uh, wholeness, this integration and so forth is a unattainable thing. It's way out there. Uh, even the fact that death is a part of that, which means that maybe yeah. at some point after that, it's going to be out there. Yeah. I'm also uh, see ourselves as by, you know, by our own intrinsic values, we want to grow and, and uh, strive uh, for this wholeness, this integration and so forth. However, my ego has enough gratification needs that I need something along the way to let yeah. me know objectively that I'm making progress. You want to shoot one, one birdie. Right. And so my question is, can I, I mean, I, I used to be codependent, now I'm just unintegrated. Yeah. Right. So it's a, it's, 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 it's a progressive thing. Was, so, uh, wasn't it just 20 years ago that I was okay and you were okay? Right. Right. Well, so let's I, live I, the can paradox. we achieve that? I want to achieve yeah. some, I want some objective yeah. uh, standard. Can I just go to Marga and say, am, am I progressing? And she's going to tell me. And yeah. what, is, what is the objective? How can let, I know objectively let, that let I am me, progressing? Let me present a, uh, a possible uh, further frustration for you. I think we must live that paradox that we are now whole and will never be whole. But we must live that paradox that, that, that we are whole all along and we're becoming whole all along. That's the paradox I would like to live in between. That I think we do have moments of wholeness. I mean, I think that there are times when, when the ego self-axis is connected and you know, God is in his heaven as all is right with the world. We have that moment of wholeness. There's an old evangelical Christian hymn uh, called Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Well, I think there's a foretaste, you know, that we get a, you know, I, I, I've had several of those. I'm driving along and all of a sudden I feel well. I feel well. That's a moment. And I think that, you know, that's a, a foretaste, a, a sense of I am well. And I'm becoming well. So it's that paradox. That's much. Thank you, Mark. With that, we'll stop. And I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much.